With the first pick in the 2020 NBA Draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select Anthony Edwards from the University of Georgia. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Malvin Mowgli, a special NBA draft, mock draft edition, yeah? Yes, sir. What were you doing right there? I was just eating an Altoid, sorry. I don't want to destroy everybody's ears right now. Yes, he was eating an Altoid. <laughs> the NBA draft came early. We get basketball sooner than expected. Sign me up, man. Oh, no, I'm loving it. I love the con- like the constant news coming in. Yeah. That's what I really love. I think that's why I like the bubble as well. Everything was, like you said earlier, a sensory overload. We're off mic. I, I believe that. And I like it a little bit. You know, I know the NBA and the organizations and the players hate it. But as a fan, like keeping this energy from last seasons, I love it. They also love their paychecks. So I'm pretty sure that's part of the reason why <laughs> everything's going so hyperspeed. Yeah. All right. Before we talk about this, we're going to do this in a cool little segment we like to call What's Gucci? Gucci. Gucci. Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's Gucci, the segment in the show where we like to talk about what's new and good in our neck of the woods. Today, we will be talking about what's new and interesting in the NBA world. And oh, my goodness, there's a lot to talk about. I guess the breaking news of everything, the biggest piece so far to to fall would be Chris Paul has been traded to the Phoenix Suns some huge news boost up the Suns right this is an incredible opportunity for Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and all those young bucks they did give up Kelly Oubre they gave up Ricky Rubio they gave up a couple other smaller Mm -hmm. pieces and some draft picks I think this is the right move though how do you feel about this oh this is definitely a right step for the Phoenix Suns and what we'll talk about a little bit later, what the Thunder are doing as well with all these trades going down. So, I don't know if you remember, you should remember, when Chris Paul was with the Clippers mm-hmm. and what he was able to get out of DeAndre Jordan and what he got out of Blake Griffin. DeAndre Ayton has already basically proven to be a 2010 guy now that he has that pick-and-roll threat and he has the vision of Chris Paul. I'm expecting him to take a tremendous leap this season. Hopefully he doesn't get banned from any PEDs like he did <laughs> kind of derailed their, their season, not going to lie, because he got suspended early on last year at the beginning, and it kind of just went downhill from there. It's going to be great. Great leadership. It's going to help Devin Booker. It's going to show him that next step they're going to need, definitely. Especially for Booker, you know what I mean? Because they want him to become the next superstar, and he is a Phoenix. Yes, he is. This is the move that they needed to make, though, because they've been garbage this whole time they've mm-hmm. been there. Their, big, their biggest stretch was when they went 8-0 in the bubble. That yeah, was, they were. What was it? The, all the memes of this year of the the, the bubble the, suns. Yeah, team of the greatest teams ever uh, <laughs> put together. Yeah, put them on the list. No, but that's why I love this trade. You know, this is definitely like you said, a step up. You know, it shows they want to start really competing because what they did in the bubble, and what you said about Chris Paul is fucking beautiful too. Of how he upped Blake Griffin. Do we really hear about Blake Griffin anymore? You That's because he's in Detroit. I, but still, you know, like, we're not really hearing about him anymore. Um, what did CP3 do this past playoffs? 
He took the thunder. Season. He took the thunder further than anybody thought they were going to be. Everybody thought that thunder, uh, the thunder and TB3 were probably just going to, you know, coast the year. But no, he made up his fucking trade value come up. And look at now, he's got. I still don't think they're going to win a championship in the year, but this is a good road. Let's talk about their ceiling then. Uh, I do think this benefits all parties. Chris Paul will still be able to command that point guard one presence while also still being pretty competitive. But as far as their ceiling, I see them probably a five or a six seed, max. Max? Yeah, I I don't see them being a top four seed. Look at the top four. Mm -hmm. You have the Lakers, the Clippers. You probably have Dallas and the Warriors. I would put all those teams ahead of the Phoenix Suns because as good as Chris Paul is, they did Mm -hmm. give up kind of a little bit of of stuff for them. And then this is their first year playing together. But let's go from that. Okay, well, CP3, good for him. Good for Devin Booker. Good for the Suns organization finally moving forward. This is going to be a competitive year in the West. I think everything's shaping up OKC's benefits from this. Are we going to talk about OKC right now? Well, just the benefits because we've talked about this trade really helped out the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul and Devin Booker, who the Phoenix Suns, I feel, did this preemptively because they don't want him to leave. This shows like, A, we're trying to fucking win. We're trying to fucking win with you and this team we have right now. I know we can't get like the most elite player, but we have one of the smartest player who has Chris Paul's still elite though. He is that vegan life. I mean athletic healthy. athletically, you know, I believe there's more well, guards that can definitely beat him easily. Athletically wise, okay, I will give you that, but smartest player in the game, he's up there. Oh him, yeah, no, that's and look, that's what they need. Yeah. That you know that you need Cerebral. that. And the playoffs showed that you do need fucking veteran leaders especially ball handlers on the court to lead the game. And CP3, Rondo, you know, they show that. I mean, of the older players, they show that, and it shows their worst still. Let's move on to a little bit of more breaking news on top of breaking news because <laughs> as we were writing this, we find out that part of this deal is no longer valid, right? Yeah, we're, still, we're still trickling in the information, but we're, we're going to be talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. So also like an effort to maintain their superstar happy with Giannis, Milwaukee has decided to trade for Drew Holiday and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Drew, previously with the New Orleans Pelicans, and Bogdan previously with the Sacramento Kings. It turns out, literally like two minutes before we went on this, the Bogdan trade has now been nixed. It's on hold, yes? Yep, they're holding it until you have the information on this. What's happening with Bob? Bogdan- Bogdanovich? Yeah. Apparently he he just he didn't agree to go to, he didn't agree to go to Milwaukee. <laughs> he said, "No, no, no. What are you doing?" I mean, I don't blame him. Milwaukee's pretty What do you got? The Packers and cheese? You got Eric Foreman? You got Red Foreman? <laughs> you got Clarence Boddicker? Clarence Boddicker. That's <laughs> That's it. That's all you got. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know why he's going to lag. I think this would probably be a decent fit for him to go to Milwaukee. I, I want to see what it does, though. You think this is going to hold the deal off a little bit longer? Well, the Drew Holiday the Drew, the Drew Holiday part of the deal has been Basically Finalized. confirmed. This this other half, it's kind of like a two-part deal. Both of those deals are spectacular for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. It provides those very solid players. Look at this. This is going to be their potential final closing lineup. You have Drew Holiday. You got Bogdanovich, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and then Brooke, Brooke. Lopez. That's solid, dude. Oh, no. That's a pretty solid-ass team. That's scary. Other, uh, and, and besides that, they gave up a lot. They got rid of George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, Dante DiVincenzo, See you later. And with that lineup, though, they are pretty much capped 
Yeah, this, this is going to be the Hamptons of the South or something like that, right? The, or the, the, Midwest, the, the Midwest Yeah, the Midwest, the Midwest Five. The cheesy Five. We can call them that. No, that's a solid. Uh, that's a solid team. But like you said, what what else do they have? Who, who else is going to help out on that bench? Um, I feel this is like a worse kind of deal where people are, you know, talking crap about the Lakers last year. It's like who's on the bench? Like, but this one is like who is on the bench? This is where the GM is going to have to. You know, they're going to earn their money here because they got the star players, and now they're going to see whether or not. They can pull off some vets ring chasing, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But it, it, it is a very good move for Milwaukee's front office mm-hmm. to know that they have to make those changes. Part of this also has to do with Coach Bud, and he cannot be stubborn because every time, yes, great regular season team, what happened in Atlanta, what happened in Milwaukee, they collapse in the playoffs when it matters the most. He is unwilling to play his guys in a different form, and then just the minutes, too. Like, why was Giannis... Do you remember that in the playoffs? Like, Giannis was getting, like, only, like, 30-something minutes a game. It was just something ridiculous. Twitter was just, like, going after Bud. So, they got to worry about Bud as well. Well, it's a lot, and I think this is their last... Well, this is definitely their last year before he signs up, and this is good on their take. The coach is going to be gone for sure if they don't win, you know, (laughs) they win this year or go to the championships this upcoming season. But what what do you think on Giannis? He's going to stay like if they win, if they lose, what what do you think he's going to do? What Milwaukee wants right now, or what is this enough? Actually, let me reach. Is this enough to, for you if you were Giannis to keep you? This can be enough. Remember this Bogdan trade. It, we don't know what's happening. It literally it's on hold, so we don't know what's going to happen right now. It's Drew Holiday. Okay, what Milwaukee wants Giannis to do is to sign the Supermax right now so they don't have to deal with all of that. They don't want to go through the worry and the headache and the entire season of those questions and those reporters. Hey, what are you going to think about the offseason? Hey, what are you going to think about all this stuff? It's going to happen. It's going to be creeping in the back. It's like that we need to talk text, you know, that you get <laughs> whenever it is. It's like, you're not worried about anything else. It's like, we need to talk. That's basically what's going to happen if he does not sign the Max. Personally, what I think he should do, don't sign it. Yeah, just wait it out. Wait it out. That deal is going to be there for you next year. Anyone is going to want to give you that max. You still hold control. If you sign that deal right now, you're giving up your power. You're giving up your control. I'm with you 100%. I'm just, I would play out this last year. Like, stay, Try to stay quiet. Don't you know? give up yourself. Don't give up your asset. And play hard. Still play hard this year. But at the end, if we're at the same spot where we were the last two seasons, I'm kind of out. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so... Milwaukee is doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's up to Giannis, and personally, I'm not going to hold it against him if he doesn't sign his deal because that's his right. He earned that, and if he wants to explore or if he wants to wait it out, then he earned that. All right, now to our favorite team of the league, the Los Angeles Lakers. Woo, some breaking (laughs) news right here too. We just found out. Okay, first of all, the Los Angeles Lakers have agreed to trade the 28th pick of this current NBA draft that's going to be happening in what a cute, uh, literally like in forty minutes. Yeah. I think it happens at four. Is that oh yeah. Eastern time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four. Is oh, it, that's already. That's what I think it is, dude. That's why we're trying to get oh this episode God, up and running up. right now. <laughs> okay, so they have agreed to trade the twenty eighth pick and Danny Green to Oklahoma City in exchange for Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder is a solid piece. I love this. I saw this report that LeBron has been wanting to play with Schroeder for a, for a while now, and. Last year, he was a serious contender. He was a finalist for a six-man-of-the-year award. He can score. He can be that third option. He can also help facilitate when uh, LeBron is off the floor. Off the bench. When he's on the bench, yes. Uh, And 
Do you see him more as a sixth man or do you see him as a starter, Dennis Schroeder? I know he wants to be a starter. I know he's talked about it. But right now, I have to see how the season starts. But for right now, I would put him on the bench and see how the chem goes. When he was with the Atlanta Hawks, I could see how he wants... I could see how he wanted to be the starter there, but I think going into this season and last season kind of humbled him a bit. He understands when he's playing with LeBron and AD, sorry, dude, you're not going to be the best player. Yeah. Those two are, and hopefully with Chris Paul and the tutelage that he learned, he will accept a lesser role, but a still as impactful role. So that's what I'm hoping Schroeder can do. I'm expecting that from him. Great great on Rob Palinka. Yeah, this is a great... I love this pickup, actually. You know, this is if we can't get CP3, which we can't now, Rondo's still on the fence of where he wants to go. I feel like this is like in between. He's that player in between those two. I, you, so you, you brought know, up, especially with the age. What, what were you saying? You brought up Rondo right there then, too. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think, okay, let me go on Schroeder first. I believe this is a great pickup. I want to see what they do with it. I didn't hear about that thing with LeBron, but as we've seen, if LeBron really wants to play with somebody and he has this energy with them already, it's probably going to be a fruitful, you know, union. I don't think LeBron really picks people that is going to met like, you know, conflict with his leadership style or Or knowing that this is his team and this is not your team full. I mean, if they challenge him, you know what happens. He's going to get rid of them. Yeah. Isaiah Isaiah Thomas. More trades. All those dudes. Yeah. GM LeBron's back in. LeBron GM. Yeah, I know, right? The GM. (laughs) That's what they call him. The GM. But, yeah, I think this is a great middle between if you can't get CP3 and if you can't get Rondo. I feel Schroeder is a little bit younger. Energy, I love that energy when he was in Atlanta. Even in the OKC, he brought the energy. And He's a dog. That's yeah. what Chris Paul said. He and, said he's a dog. And I see it, and I, and I think the Lakers need that energy. I don't feel we so far we have gotten something to make us that next level and make us repeat, but this is, this is good. Good headway. So <clears throat> let's talk about Rondo then because – Rajon Rondo is, rumors are, he's not expected to re-sign with the Lakers. Uh-oh. That is, I mean, that's kind of a big blow. I think it affects team off the court more than it does on the court. Let me explain. <clears throat> Rondo has proven to be that caliber of high, high IQ caliber player that can challenge LeBron in the locker room sessions and when breaking down film. I'm not sure Schroeder or anyone else on that team has built up enough equity in their careers to challenge LeBron like that. And you always want someone to kind of move the team in like those th- those impassioned and competitive ways where, where, where you're constructive criticism. Yeah, you don't want to be limited. Like you don't want your teammates as well to feel that they can't outspeak, you know, just when things are happening. It's like, hey, like I loved uh, during the season when Kuzma pushed LeBron for defense. Like that, but in a verbal way. Like, wasn't that two seasons ago? Was it two seasons? I don't. Right. I still remember. I was still LeBron like, wasn't playing defense. Yeah, right? he and pushed him. Pushed I him. think like, he did it again in the playoffs. Again, I think he did something similar to that. I remember that. I remember that this at least two seasons ago. Yeah, though. like I love that. Like, but you need somebody to do that verbally. And I feel like you said Rondo did that definitely during the playoffs when he was the the middleman between the young the youngins and you know just well, AD he, he, he and was fucking the LeBron between AD. That's, and that's and, important. Yeah. People don't want to think that's important shit, but. Hey, you have these youngins who, I uh, hate to say it, but it seems like sometimes their self-esteem is like extremely low. And because LeBron is such a great player, it's hard to like, you know, go up to him, tell him. Or when you're doing bad, it's like, fuck, I'm disappointing him and the team. And you just need that leader to be like, hey, dog, it's all right. 
you know, we're going to get it the next game. Don't trip out. Like, this is one game at a time, and I feel Rondo was at during the playoffs. CP3 was definitely that for the Thunder during the playoffs. Like you said, Schroeder's not going to be that. And that's why I, I praise Rondo during the whole playoff. I thought you needed that. Yeah, dude. So as much as I like Schroeder, I am going to miss that if Rondo does decide to go to the Atlanta Hawks, which is rumored. Or, money for that. Or the Clippers. I'm going to hate so bad. Ugh. But for a good fan for him, I hope that they're not going to win. But Well, know, good. <laughs> I, I do believe in our Charles Barkley special debate episode, I, I had a pretty solid case where I think that uh, it Rondo to the Clippers isn't all – it isn't all flowers because I think Rondo is still going to come and challenge them, and I don't think the Clippers organization, well, like that, those players, that will accept that kind of criticism from that player. Even Beverly and stuff like that. You think I don't think Beverly's going to be there if or, they if they have Rondo. Actually, he might. Yeah, he might, he might be might. off the bench. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, that's not the case. Rondo, get your money in Atlanta. Help Trey Young. Just makes sense over there, dude. So off into sunset. Okay. Speaking of another player who is trying to build up that, you know, respect from LeBron is Kyle Kuzma. Poor Kyle Kuzma. Okay, Kyle Kuzma next. Kyle Kuzma recently reported that he deactivated his Twitter, right? Yep. Uh Uh-oh. Zero zero trade 30, I think, is one of the memes I saw for that. (laughs) Hashtag hashtag zero trade 30. Oh, he knows, bro. He knows. Danny Green's been on the cutting board. Danny Green's got shipped off. Who's the next that you're looking at? It's not Caruso. He ain't going nowhere. It's Kuzma. And it, I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. You know, that self-esteem and just who's going to talk to him? Nobody. I bet nobody's really talking to him right now. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's tough, but it's true. Like, isn't he the next one on the chopping block? He's the next valuable asset, I would say. I don't think they're trying to get rid of KCP right now. They're waiting well, on him to— KCP de- declined his player option— so he might be looking to re-up. Get that which, money. Everybody which I'm like, yo, money. KCP, you already robbed us of two years. Remember how he was getting of, so fucking paid? And his ankle bracelet, yeah, too. Yeah, I love the games with us. But um, he, already got his bre- he already got his bag from the Lakers before LeBron. It's like, ah, uh, but, you know, the clutch dudes. Hopefully it's not like a JR-type salary contract. Oh, fuck. That would fucking suck. Kuzma, yes, dude, he, he, he was a solid. He goes under the radar. He takes a lot of the, the, the brunt yeah, Everything. He's, but he's that, the baby brother beat it, get you know, get the beat down on. Yeah, he's the Mario Chalmers. He's the fucking Kevin Love. Yeah, but you don't talk stuff. shit back to LeBron as Chalmers did. Called him a bitch, right? <laughs> but you could just see like that was like a pretty good dynamic, but I I don't see that relationship with Kuzma and uh LeBron. If anything, that'd be more of an A D thing, but I don't well, think that's I did angry. see remember there was one on the bench. I think Kuzma helped LeBron with his chain necklace. Remember he helped put it on? I was like, oh, how sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was like the first season LeBron was here when he was just injured. He's like, oh, help me with my chain, dog. Like, I'm <laughs> trying to keep my job. Yeah, whatever you need, LeBron. Yes, LeBron, sir. Yes, right away. So, yeah, he deactivated his Twitter, and um, I wish him the best. I don't. He, I told you, like we said, dude, he gets a lot of this blame. Some of it is deserved. Some of it isn't really because it's going to be hard getting LeBron, and you're not going to get a lot of opportunity. And when he's such... You know, what is it, less than five years in the league, he's still learning his way around. I think for what he was able to do and what we were able to get for him last year in the playoffs, at least he hustles on the defensive end, and he has shown flashes that he can because he's had a couple 30- and 40-point games as a Laker, so there's still potential. I know executives around the league still think that there's potential. I don't want to give up on him yet. He's still a solid dude, but whatever happens, happens, I guess. Yeah, it's just me. For me, for him, it's consistency. 
Let's go on to Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard wants to be a Laker. That's what he said. He just wants guaranteed money. Can you guarantee the man some money? I think he earned it, man. I say that too, you know. I really want Dwight Howard back, but guaranteed money, like you said, I, I didn't really see what's the big deal with that. I don't know how much he wants it completely guaranteed 100% or how the deals go there, but... Just guarantee him. I, I don't know what he's willing to accept. Last year, he was willing to accept a minimum salary role. If they can offer him that and it's guaranteed, please do it, Dwight, because the Warriors are looking at Dwight That'd and a lot of other brutal. teams. Yeah, if he goes to the Warriors, that would be scary as hell. Well, we know the Warriors are right, trying to look for a big man too, so... Yeah, I know. They got the second pick in the draft tonight or in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in East Coast, it's tonight. Another couple pieces that I'm hearing that the Lakers are interested in are Serge Ibaka, mm. champion with the Raptors. Toronto Raptors, and Wesley Matthews, who had just declined his option with Milwaukee. Those are pretty solid pieces. I think Ibaka can stretch the floor. He can still provide a little bit of that defensive intensity. I saw this one stat. LeBron and Serge Ibaka... I think are the only players to win like 600 games since 2010. So yeah, he, they, they've both been on really good teams then. Wesley Matthews was really good. I think I remember him playing in Portland and then in Dallas and then now with Milwaukee. He is a catch and shoot dude. He's a little bit smaller, I think, than Danny Green, but he he can, he can scrap. No, that's good too. Uh, well, I was reading too that Serge Ibaka's deal. What he wants a four year deal. And what is he, 31 or 32? So keeping this contract Actually, at 36. Actually, we don't even know how old he is. <laughs> Remember there was like a rumor? There's like, he, from like what an was age he, discrepancy in the Congo. certificate, right? Yeah. Show us the birth certificate. <laughs> I think this is a so, maybe a solid pickup for like the two years, but I don't know about keeping him for four years under contract. Obviously, you could always trade, but. No, that's too much money. I, I don't know the analytics or the whatever the business side of that i just know that there was rumors about that okay i think that's enough of the los angeles lakers as we were talking about earlier we're going to talk about the okc thunder and the new orleans pelicans and (laughs) more specifically those gms because right now it is the battle of the draft picks between those dudes okc's general manager sam presti new orleans's general manager david griffin they are stocking up draft picks like there's like Whatever, like no tomorrow. They're stocking up draft picks <laughs> like it's toilet paper. That's what they're doing right now, dude. Because they it's have insane. just recently, yeah, the haul that Sam Presti was able to get for Paul George, for Russell Westbrook, now for Chris Paul, he's he's just making sure that he's going to be able to draft another three MVP players and then eventually have them leave again, right? <laughs> <laughs> just repeat history. Oh, he does his crazy. job well. Oh no, he does. He's he a does top job GM. Well. It's just Oklahoma City. That's all it is. Yeah, I imagine if he was in actually like a pretty high market. Like if he was in New York or something. Oh my goodness! How much damage he would do? They wouldn't let him. The league wouldn't let him. <laughs> David Stern. Well, he has to say, come no, back no. from the grave. David Stern would come I back nixed, from the grave. I nixed that trade. Exactly. That nixed tra- uh, for basketball reasons. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! All right, like you were saying with Presti. Yeah, dude, he's known for this. He's one of the top GMs, right? What are the other two that you think of? I think of. Successful trades like this. Masai Ujiri from Toronto. I think of... Daryl Morey, too, right? Just slanging, Morey. slanging, slanging he's always, deals. He's always hustling, he's Just slanging deals. He would have been a drug dealer. Uh, well, I want to know what OKC's building up, though. Like, with They're all these... They're rebuilding. Like, They're rebuilding. They're waiting. Basically... Uh, what's their window? 
their window is basically the people that they're going to be drafting right now are in middle school or high school. They're they're in their <laughs> algebra class right now. They're, they're, they're gambling. They're those Zoom classes. Right they're in Zoom class right now. That's what's happening because they have stocked up what 2023, 2022, 25, 26, all those. And that's just from two teams, right? And their own. They have the right to swap. Yeah, it's like a treasure trove over there. So either they can flip that for a big player or, like we said, try and draft very good players. And the odds with all those draft picks of them hitting on a good player is substantially higher than normal teams. Good for them. Yeah, let's see what happens. That's the only way they are going to hit superstars. Yeah, no nobody one, wants to go no there. No going to want to go there. So he's doing his formula right. Or they say they want to go there, and then it's like, yo, first way out, I'm out. They're dipping. Okay, New Orleans now. We got... David Griffin, like we said, he just traded Drew Holiday. So so his original big three of De- DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, and Drew Holiday, they are now all gone. So it's looking like they're in rebuild mode. They got a young Zion. They got Lonzo still pretty young. I guess, you know, there's still some, some growth there. There's still some room that he can kind of pan out. Brandon Ingram, they got to figure out what they're going to do with him. And, you know, just a couple of draft picks and a couple of young players, Jackson Hayes, Frank, uh, what's his name? Frankie J. Frank Jackson, I think. But J.J. Redick, he kind of sticks out. He doesn't fit their timeline. What do you think they're going to do with him? I don't even know. But I've told you this off the like off the mic earlier that this is like the first time I think I'm going to watch Pelican games like on deck. I'm I actually like what well what's presented right now. Well, you like the theory right. yeah, of the, Pelicans game. I like, yeah, I like the theory. Whether or not yeah. Fat Zion can play, or whether or not they're going to keep him out and rest his body is another thing. Which, In theory, I think Zion and Ingram, if they keep them together, might have some good chemistry going hey on. Hey, boy, you know? that boy Zion, he a fat boy, man. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. He fat. Ernie, he a fat boy. You tell him, Charles. Right? Charles, Charles is always there with the hot I know. Takes. I know about fat boys. I was one myself. I was a heavy set boy. Got a thick boy nation, right? Hell yeah, them thick boys. We coming back. We coming back hard. I'm going to go to Krispy Kreme. Thank you, Charles Barkley, for making a special guest appearance. Breaking news. So Al Horford has been traded to Oklahoma City. So we are just talking about that. Sam Presti. He's in the bag again. And it's for Danny Green. So they traded a couple. Oklahoma City traded some draft picks. No, I'm sorry. Oklahoma City traded Danny Green, and now they have Alf Horford. And there's some draft picks involved in there. Well, this is crazy because earlier I was looking at the news headlines, and no lies, guys. Like This was one of the main NBA news headlines five hours ago. Quote, Al Horford, named most likely to be trade player on Sixers roster. End quote. Five hours happened, and you know what? He's traded. He's gone. He's gone. Again, look at this. Just They're stacking. I want to see what they do, but I don't want to wait five to ten years for an OKC team to come out. Well, they are. I mean, that's just what it is. They're going to try and get rid of all their pieces. They got Shea Gilgis. He has a good shot of kind of shining. He has the keys to the, to the car now. I don't think they're going to intentionally try and suck, but they're not going to put out players that are going to be very, very good. <laughs> so... That's going to leave an open spot. I think that's going to help what we were talking about Phoenix earlier. Phoenix can easily replace oh, yeah. uh, Oklahoma City as one of those teams vying for those final playoff spots. Um, but, yeah, I think now I think that, that trade has now put Presti in the lead as far as top GMs between him and David Griffin. They're kind of like 
what Danny Ainge was trying to do. Remember Danny Ainge? Oh, yeah, he was hitting flips, yeah. He was just stocking, stocking, but he was always scared to make the deal, remember? Scared for AD, scared for Well, the one thing, I don't know why it seems like people like Presti more than anybody else, you know, because think of this if it was like Mitch Kupchak back in the day. You think they'd be wanting to do deals with them? No, this because year he's don't. in an L.A. He's in L.A. That's what I'm saying, but, like, I really want to see what they're going to do. I'm honestly not going to really watch any OKC games this year. But, like you said, I think in three, five years, it's going to be, like, a fast-paced team again and see where they go from there. But oh, I love this season. What a Maury, season's too. already like, wild, dude. This <laughs> season, season and nothing's started. confirmed. We're just telling, like, this is what we heard. This is going, and boom, another trade. And this is fun. Speaking of trades. This is another big one. We're saving this one for last. James Harden, the first player ever in NBA history to turn down $50 million a season guaranteed. You dumbass. Why? Because he's unhappy with Houston. He wants to go to Brooklyn. So where are you from? Brooklyn. Yo, My yo. God. Biggie Smalls. What's good? Yo, 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 yo. Yeah. Got KD Irving. Yo, yo. We got KD up in the building. But, no, that's fucking insane. I don't know what the fuck's happening in Houston. I don't know how two stars want to leave. Not even one wants to stay. It's because they have a greedy owner who sucks. He basically forced Daryl Morey and uh, Mike D'Antoni out of the building, and they're seeing that. They're saying, fuck you, dude. We don't want to play for you. Yeah, no, no, I was telling you, like, I don't understand. Like, this shows you how important Daryl Morey was actually to the organization. Like, Super important. He's fucking gone, and it's a gradual, fast breakdown. Within a week or two. Remember uh, last week, all those reports, he was committed to Houston. Yeah. No. Well, that aged like milk. Right? Oh, my God. Like, yeah. And what are they? where are they going? Where were they planning? They're Brooklyn for now. But Well, look. Look, dude. I was listening to the NBA Athletic Show. So uh, last episode I saw there was David Aldridge, this dude named Wozni, and then they had a special guest named Sam Vecini. Mm-hmm. So they put out some super interesting pieces, potential trade packages for Harden. For Harden. One of them, obviously, the big one is going to be Brooklyn. They're going to trade all that stuff. But the one that scares me the most mm. is a three-team deal, I think, between Philadelphia, Golden State, and Houston. Where Houston, all they get back in return is going to be a bunch of super uh, draft picks. Okay. Philadelphia is going to be acquiring James Harden. And Golden State will be acquiring Ben Simmons. Yeah, I heard about Holy that. Holy shit. That'll change up the whole That's fucking, fucking scary. landscape of the NBA. That is scary. That is a scary-ass super team. I don't even know which team I think would make, like, would win. Golden State automatically is already going to be top three. Golden State's going to be super scary. 76ers, mm, I don't know. They'll be kind of where they, they'll e- land Either they way, are. though, either way, though, you see what happened in Brooklyn. You see what happened in Philadelphia. One, one of those teams has Daryl Morey. The other one has Mike D'Antoni. They are tricklings of James Harden and what yeah. he's comfortable with and who he respects. So it comes as no surprise. No, I'm 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 still surprised. I, I am surprised though, like that the Brooklyn is like his top notch. Like it seems like he's do or die. That that's what he wants. Also, are we going to give KD a pass on this now too? Because he's trying to form this other super. What happened to last season where it was all about duos and polarity or duality? Like it, there was, balance was restored, and now they're trying to do this. It's like KD. If this actually happens. He's just going to be like, yo, you needed all these players. I think it's going to hurt his reputation even more if they do win. But I don't think they're going to win because all of those three players are super ball dominant, Kyrie, and mentally. Ment- mentally that's what it is. I'm yeah. pointing at my, my head while he's talking. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, is. I don't think he's happy with this at all. 
No, I think he's like, I'm going to lose my best friend. Like, <laughs> I'm going to lose my, I brought him here. I br-, you know, but the thing is, I, I, I said it's mainly going to be a mental game with these three. You have two of the best offensive players, so I feel your offensive game. What KD kind, seems. Wait, what kind of style are they going to be playing? I don't know. I feel KD is going to take a step back because he can. He showed that, like, while he was in upstate, even working with uh, with Westbrook, that he, he can take the, the back role if he wants to. And I feel like he's going to have to do that more if he brings Harden. I don't think Harden's going to be the one to be, I'm going to be the third option. I really think it's still going to be 1A, 1B, and they're going to fight over who's 1A. They're going to take, uh, listen, uh, this is going to be super weird because they all require the ball. KD is coming off of an Achilles tear. Kyrie Irving was injured last year. So far, the most consistent player of those bunch, potentially, is going to be James Harden because they still don't know what to expect from Kevin Durant, and they still don't know how Kyrie, whether or not he's going to remain healthy this whole yeah. season. So if it goes that way, is it going to be some more Harden dribbling, 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 ISO, and he just kicks out to them? Kick it out to KD? I mean... Uh, I don't think KD really wants that game, right? That no, was mainly how he played so. with Westbrook. Let's we'll get it kicked out to him here and there. You have to remember this too. What happened to the Clippers last year? What happened to these Miami Heat their first year? Whenever all these super teams form, it doesn't work out that first year. So, as good and whatever they are on paper, no, on paper this is a beast team. This, this is, is like I said, team. you got what three top fifteen. Offensive players, because yeah, Irving puts it a little bit lower, but no, nah, he's probably yeah, it's top, top 15, fifteen players for sure. And just having Harden, imagine having Harden, and then you have KD on the other side. Both of them are just fucking Wait, killers. Imagine bro. having Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kevin Durant on one team. What? What, what kind of future? What? Well, this is crazy, bro. That would never happen. That would never happen ever. Ugh. Okay, more from Houston's collapse. They have just traded. Robert Covington to Portland in exchange for Trevor Ariza. Mm. I guess that's cool. I like that deal. I like that deal for Robert Covington and Portland. Only if he's used as a stretch four, though. Because remember how he was playing against the Lakers in the traditional kind of format where he was a three? They just switch, switch, switch until he got like on a big dude. So that same show that I was talking about earlier, that athletic NBA show, they were talking about how, yes, he is a good defender. Robert Covington is a good 3 and D guy, but he's not a really good on-ball defender. And they were making that point where, look, the Lakers exploited him. He's only really good as a stretch four. Like, his value comes in there. I still think he's a solid player. It helps Houston get better, but it doesn't put him over the top. I'm oh, sorry, Port- it helps Portland, Portland get better. Nothing's going to put Houston over the top right now. Portland's a good one to look at, and I've read rumors, too, that Westbrook was on his way there, but I don't think that's true at all. I don't even know what's going on with Russell Westbrook, dude. New York, Charlotte, they're saying all this stuff. Um, Okay, so that's two teams potentially more than likely not making the playoffs that made it this year. OKC, probably not going to make it. Houston, probably not going to make it. I'm going to put Phoenix. Replacing him. I would put Phoenix as a replacement, and then I would probably favor San Antonio, maybe. Damn, San Antonio has been quiet. I haven't heard anything. It's exactly really how they are. That's yeah. how they operate. <laughs> I just heard Dem- DeMar DeRozan's the only like. Oh, yeah, DeMar DeRozan to the it. Lakers, right? That's it. Okay. And the Spurs. Oh no, no, go, go, go. Oh no, no, the Spurs need to come back and reclaim their uh, playoff uh, streak. You they know, gotta, they got to yeah start yeah. the streak over again for sure. Yeah. Got to get to that. Okay, our final final thing. We were mentioning this whole time that there's an NBA draft tonight. Well, guess what? Let's talk about the NBA draft, shall we? 
this has been a crazy draft. No one knows what to do with all these players. I guess everyone in the beginning and beginning was like, whoa, these guys are super good. As we get closer to the draft day, everyone's like, whoa, they're not really that good. That's how everyone is saying it right now, dude. Oh, yeah, no, like the last three weeks you've heard about, like, it's it's all about ball. It's all about ball. And then today, you know, just hearing the extra chatter, it's like I hear one person go, it's all about Edwards. Edwards is going to one. And then I hear somebody else, no, no, ball's going to go two or three for sure. You know, he's not one anymore. Um, who's the third guy? Um, James Wiseman. James Wiseman's going to go second, they're saying. So you guys already know I'm not a really big college basketball fan at all. I've been excited about this chatter about what's going to happen. What's, what's your predictions on this? Are you saying mainly with the main? So, yeah, I think it's going to be Edwards, Wiseman, and Ball in Top some three. order. Oh, right shit. now, I, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Anthony Edwards is the betting favorite to be the number one after, draft pick, but he's doing all this stuff right now. So, he, he's, he's look, I, I want to tell everybody, the audience, Anthony Edwards, quote, I'm still not really into basketball. this is very interesting timing he's basically selling himself as like a terrible athlete or or just like a terrible kind of that's just a random ass quote but listen he doesn't want to go to minnesota there's all these Mm. theories is he really doing it like that is he saying that he's kind of tanking his own stock because he doesn't want to go to minnesota or is he just that stupid where it's like why would you say something like that it kind of has me thinking because he's represented by clutch and and LeBron and uh, Rich Paul and stuff that, yeah, he doesn't want to go to Minnesota because he doesn't fit there because D'Angelo Russell is there and that's his position. So Mm. it is stupid. But at the same time, just fucking grow up and be a man and say, yo, Minnesota sucks. They haven't done shit. I don't want to be with them. Like, can some player do that? I would respect that so much. That'd be so hard. I'm fucking on you. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, this is where the old timers talk about, like, the new blood set from each generation. It's like... Okay, I'm not a really good basketball player, but just getting drafted once on any team, it's just like, what am I going to do? Fuck it. I'm going to, where's the shittiest place I could be right now? Yeah, the Timberwolves. Yeah, shitty as fuck. It's called. Yeah, yeah if I get there, I'm going to be like, whoa, they got a solid team. I know this and that, but fuck it. I want to make this team good. You know, I want to be the big baller. And I feel that right now it's just Lonzo Ball. Not Lonzo. Why do I say Lonzo? Lamelo. Lamelo. I feel that he has that fucking bravado, like from his dad too. It's like, nah, I'm gonna be, you know, like top one, second pick. I'm gonna be a fucking star. I'm gonna do this and that. You know, I want that. I like that. But same with him too. You know, he doesn't want to go to the Timberwolves. None of these kids want to like start hard. You know, like in those blue collar NBA organizations, they want to already be at franchise party level you know like the miamis the la like a lot of these kids it seems like they don't want to work for it they just want to be landed there also though i I agree what you're saying most of these teams that are picking first are not really that well run and that's what i want these players to do it's like yo i've worked my whole life to get to this position and then to be drafted by you guys who do not have a, 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 a an established culture or a work ethic or kind of like an ethos or where you hold people accountable. I want these players to call these organizations out because I've never seen that before, like as an undrafted rookie or just like someone entering the league. It's like, that'd be sick. It's like, yo, dude, I don't want to go to Minnesota because they suck. Mm. Literally, they have Carl Anthony Towns. They had Andrew Wiggins. They had Jimmy Butler. And look what they did. They managed to throw all that out. They're not well run. I don't want to see my career end up with them. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be wild. No, I, I love that. But, you know, in this era, everybody's 
down with their image, their brand. They don't want to stir it up. But I love that. I wish somebody. Yeah, I wish would, someone did that. That or on mine, I always like, I don't care if I'm a loser. I'm going to be a loser in my own fucking way, you know? So just be like, let yeah. me, I, like you said, on the culture and stuff, that all makes sense. But I would come as a rookie and tell them like, hey, we need to do this. Like y'all been shitty. I'm watching you like in college in my dorm room. Like, why aren't we doing this? Can we do this? Is it possible for, you know, boom, I would want to be that man, the the rookie man, especially on a fucking shitty organization. And what if you do change? Your name is going to be way higher in basketball talks. Your stock. Yeah. You're going to go up higher because it's like, look at this guy. Look at this youngin in the shitty ass organization. He's playing. He's making his team better. You know, you can whine and cry behind doors. But in front of, you know, everybody, you know, show up, show up, just fucking play. Don't take the rookie extension, you know, if you don't want to, or, you know, you can't do that. But these are options players don't want to do. It's a lot easier said than done with yeah. two dudes in a garage. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's I mean, true. I mean, as much as we want to see that, whether or not his teammates or the organization will be receptive to that or, you know, we, we never know. So. Oh, again, I'm thinking with these organizations, like, they could be like, well, fuck you. I'm going to take you anyways, you know? Exactly. That's what I feel like sometimes uh, right now I feel like Houston should do to Harden. Like, Just about to say that. Yeah, fuck you. You know where you're going? Okay, see, back, fool. (laughs) It's just like, what? And that's why why Oklahoma is getting all these. They want to just trade them back to Houston somehow. God, Just get them back. You You conspiracy theorist. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, but I'm so excited. This is fun. And like you said, nothing's super confirmed yet. Nothing. Final thing, though. So Michael Jordan has kind of given the seal of approval that if Lamella Ball is available, I think third, he's going to Charlotte. (laughs) But the only reason, and my whole conspiracy theory is the only reason for that is because he wants to play Lavar one on one and embarrass him. (laughs) (laughs) And that's an NBA theory. (laughs) No, I saw that meme. It looked so ridiculous. Like that was funny. I got that from the internet. I, I, Mello. Yeah, I see that. I could totally see him doing that just on the fucking hype train, though. They would need that. He is that star power. Mm-hmm. He would provide that scoring punch. I, it's not a bad fit. Personally, what I would like to see is Brandon Ingram go to new, uh, the Hornets because he's from that area. He's from North Carolina. Man, you'd love it when people go back to their hometowns to play, huh? No, I just think that he was better suited there because I had Brandon Ingram on my fantasy team, and before Zion was there, he was killing it, and once Zion there, he wasn't as productive. He's going to need the ball more. He's a better facilitator. I, I feel, and uh, he's more consistent with his outside shooting. So he just has a better opportunity in Charlotte than he does in New Orleans. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping for that duo to develop, though. That'd be scary. That'd be scary. Uh, Ingram, Ball, and Zion. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. We'll see what happens. Okay, so your top three is the same like everybody's three. Should we do predictions? I think the Wolves are just going to say, fuck it, you're coming with us. I think so, too. Yeah. They're going to say, yeah, nice try. You're not a dumbass. <laughs> right. I, also, I've been hearing that James Wiseman, because the Warriors need a big dude. And take him. Yeah, they might get him. But there's something that I was seeing that the, a trade, wa- right? the Warriors and the Bulls are going to pick swap. So the Bulls have number four. So the Warriors would swap with the number four pick, and they would also get Wendell Carter from the Bulls. So you think, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But this is all aiming up to be a great season. This is gonna. I feel this is going to be a little bit different with what the rookies in the beginning of the season but I'm kind of happy. There's like not really any names that I'm fawning over in this draft, and I don't think, like you said earlier, that many other teams are really fawning over. One thing I do think, though, is especially with the Warriors and 
how much they're going to be able to rely on James Wiseman or these young rookies, that rookie wall is probably going to come on way earlier and harder. Listen, they haven't had any March Madness. They haven't had any actual training. How long have they been out, you know, out of like a, a out of actual competition mm-hmm. and, and practice and that competitive naval? This is literally going to be thrown into the fire with how much time they have to prep. There's no summer league. There's none of that shit. So the fact that some of these teams might bank on these rookies for extended playoff runs, I do not think that is a wise decision. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Maybe that's why Golden State doesn't want to get the, the, the pick swap, but... You know, we'll find out in like 10 minutes. <laughs> Breaking news, according to Shams. Shams is dropping bombs. Shams and Wadge are trading blows, dude. Golden State Warriors guard Clay Thompson suffers a lower leg injury. He is undergoing tests to determine the severity. I I'm going to have to put the bomb right there. Yeah, you have to. No, but I, I told, dude, this is what I talked about like two weeks ago. That's why I told you you couldn't. Like, say that Golden State was for sure going to be the top one team. And this fucking sucks for them. Okay. If it's oh, my more. goodness. Listen to this. Wait, wait, wait. Clay's, according to, I'm on the Bleacher Report Golden State Warriors stream. Someone named Monte Poole, NBC Sports. Clay Thompson's leg injury looked bad, according to two sources, but neither was ready to assume catastrophic. The Warriors have significant decisions to make tonight slash this week. So fingers, fingers crossed as they wait. Damn, dude. I actually don't like this. Clay Thompson <laughs> is a cool dude. I love Michael Thompson. Yeah. He's a great radio dude for the Lakers. Clay has always been a sil- uh, super chill dude, super solid. That sucks. Hopefully yeah. he gets better, man. NBA is better with the Splash Bros. Oh, no, definitely. Okay. Uh, All right, guys. That's our NBA talk. Please let us know if you guys want to hear more of it. And if you don't, too bad because we're still going to do it. <laughs> Questions and comments, Mowgli at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Malv underscore N underscore Mowgli. That's our Twitter and Instagram handle. Anything else to say, Malv? This is going to be a great NBA season. All right, guys. Stay safe. We'll see what happens.